Hey y'all, welcome to Poetry for Black Girls, a conversation where we discuss poetry, healing, and everyday tips that you can incorporate into your life to make life a little less stressful. I am your host, Angelina, a licensed social worker and a black girl. Here we go. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Poetry for Black Girls. Um, I am feeling under the weather this week, and so I did want to just drop a rewind episode. Definitely an oldie, but a goodie. If you haven't listened to this episode or you just needed to be refreshed and reminded on the different ways that you can tap into your inner child, on the ways that you can tap into shadow work and spirituality, um, this episode is for you. I talk with AJ about different ways that we can do self-care through spirituality, shadow work, and um, just loving on yourself. So here we go. Hey, AJ. Thank you so much for joining us on Poetry for Black Girls. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to be here and I'm honored to be your first guest. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy. I'm happy I finally got you over here to the podcast. Yes, yes. I was like, man, I need to bring black girls on this podcast. I need to bring more voices. I need to bring poets. And when I started thinking, I was like, who better than AJ? Like, she has so much to bring the black women in our community. I felt like um, you were able to speak to a lot of different things when it comes to wellness and spirituality and just developing as a black girl all together. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. <laughs> um, so how we like to do it on this podcast is if we have some poetry, um, we normally will recite it in the beginning of the poem and then kind of talk about like that inspiration and everything that came from the poem. So I know you got some poetry for us. Of course, of course. I came prepared. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so um, can you share a piece with us? Of course. So I don't really remember the time exactly when I wrote this poem, but I do remember the mindset I was in. I felt... A little depressed, but also I knew that I still was ready to begin my spiritual journey again because for a while I had just neglected it. And so I knew that I wanted to start somewhere. And so what better place to start than poetry? Mm. You know, that's one of my favorite outlets because mm -hmm. it's different than painting, you know. So this poem is called The Reflecting God. Get on your knees to express humility and vulnerability. Come to me during your highest highs and not only your lowest lows. I am reflective, unpersonified, so there is no unconditional love for me. Learn from my autonomy. Admire my resilience. Understand my enigmas as best as you can because I will not explain. See the forest for the trees, but expect disenchantment. Lift the heaviest burdens over and over again until they're too light. That's where I come in. Wow, I love that. I cannot wait to hear the explanation. So here we go. 
not there's no unconditional love from God because you can't I feel like that's a human trait that you put mm-hmm. like when people say you know I have unconditional love for someone I just feel like that's such a human thing to say mm-hmm. and so there's that and learn from my autonomy admire my resilience understand my enigmas as best as you can because I will not explain you know, the whole controversy of religion and spirituality is very confusing. And, you yes. know, there's no one explanation. You can't, it's not a Google search. <laughs> so it's all up to the experience, the person who's experiencing it. So I just feel like, you know, you have to understand as best as you can and customize your relationship with God for you. And then see the forest, see the forest for the trees, but expect this enchantment. I think it's important to look at the bigger picture, but, you know, when you're not a child anymore, you lose a certain innocence, Mm -hmm. so you have to expect some sort of disenchantment, you know, at some point in life. Um, You can try to be optimistic, but, you know, you also have to be realistic in some instances, so everything's not always going to be peachy cream, as people say, Mm -hmm. so, and then... Lift the heaviest burdens over and over again until they're too light. And then that's where I come in. You know, I think it's... People forget that a relationship with God is a collaboration. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just rely on God to do all the work. Yeah. You have to lift some burdens sometimes. You have to do work. And then that's when you'll be able to see the fruits of your labor working mm-hmm. off when God comes in because it's like it's a collaboration. Mm-hmm. You're not just doing the work and God isn't just doing the work. You're doing it together. And then that's the reflecting God. Wow. I love how you broke down every single piece. <laughs> and to me, that shows that you put a lot of thoughts and um, I would say kind of a um, Like, there's an intelligence that comes with the poem. There is some wisdom that comes with the poem. It sounds like you've you've experienced it. Like, you are speaking from experience. So, like, you talk about God is within us. And so, I'm curious about how do you connect with God? Like, if God is is already within us, how do you connect to God within within yourself? I'm glad you asked that because... I feel like for a long time I had a hard time articulating mm-hmm. what God is to me exactly. And so I think I finally found that answer mm. that's, you know, clear and explainable if needed be. So honestly, I just feel like God is our higher self, our higher consciousness. Mm. Because when you go into a meditation or when you're seeking an answer and you're going outside of yourself, I think that you're more likely to take advice from people that doesn't really resonate with you mm-hmm. out of you know needing help or needing guidance but I think when you go inwards you already know the answer mm-hmm. you know when you take the time to eliminate distractions and really just focus in and listen mm-hmm. I think you can deep you can dive into your subconscious enough and you're gonna know the answer so I love meditating and mm-hmm. You know, just taking time and asking myself questions and, yeah. I love that. So, can you tell us, um, it kind of sounds like shadow work. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. I'm actually, 
um, holding my shadow work journal mm. right now. So it's a black journal with Saturn on it. And Saturn, the planet Saturn is known to deal with shadow self and you know restrictions can you tell us what can you tell us about shadow work what it is who your shadow self who your higher self is um so my shadow self loves to hide from itself Mm -hmm. um a lot of times i'll like i said with expressing emotions i have a hard time with that so i'll i'll hide from them or like Instead of seeking help, I'll try to isolate or just stuff like that. And so I feel like that would be me operating from my shadow self. You know, How not... do you know like who your shadow self is? Like if a person didn't know anything about shadow work, like how would you explain? Because you, you, you've identified your shadow self. Like you know this, right. you know her characteristics. So like how would you describe who your shadow self is if a person didn't know anything about shadow work? Hmm. I think your shadow self is maybe someone who just hasn't really acknowledged or acknowledged them their full selves. Mm. And anytime that you have to question is this of my higher self, I feel like that's your shadow self showing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like higher self, like is this is this the me and my fullest potential? Yes. The best that I could be. Right. Okay. Or am I operating from a place? Am I operating from a place of hurt? Mm-hmm. You know, am I doing this because I want to do this, or because other people are doing this? So, like mm-hmm. you say, your your highest potential, your best self, your most loving self. Mm-hmm. You no, know, I feel like that. If you aren't operating from those places, a lot of times you're operating from your shadow self. Mm. Interesting. So you say your shadow self likes to hide from itself. Yes. Okay. So how do you tap into your higher self? Um, my favorite way I think is through music actually. Mm. Um, I love listening to music. I think music has an amazing way of helping me mm-hmm. transmute my emotions and acknowledge my emotions because in a way it's kind of doing the work for me. Like, mm. you know, I'll listen to the song and I'll feel the emotions, but I think that it does a good job at acknowledging them for me a lot of times. Mm. Or rather helping me realize what I actually feel. I love that. I love that because... A lot of times, like you say, with your shadow self, we don't acknowledge our emotions. We um, numb them, mm-hmm. you know. And so I do love how you how you spoke about music because it allows us just to feel the feelings. Yes, it's, and allows us to realize that, you know, we're not alone in our mm-hmm. feelings. People experience these things often. And it's just a great reminder that we're human. You know, mm-hmm. we don't have to be perfect. And yeah, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, so you mentioned that you have your um, is it shadow workbook? How did yeah, you it? shadow work journal, shadow work journal, mm-hmm. and you said Saturn. Yeah, was on the begin was on the front of it. So can you 
I'll talk to you about like birth charts mm-hmm. and placements, but I would love for you to share with the audience about what a birth chart is and like just some placements in your birth chart. Cause I think that is something that um, a lot of people could benefit from, like learning more about themselves. Yeah, I love to. So my definition of a birth chart <clears throat> is basically a picture of the planets at the time of your birth. Mm. So, you know, I think that when you have a birth chart and when it's when you when you see it all laid out, it's kind of intimidating at first because it just looks like a bunch of numbers and words that you might not be familiar with. But I think once a person gets into it and is able to relate it to themselves. I think it's much easier to read. Um, so there's a lot that goes into birth charts. I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. I'm not an expert at it yet. Mm-hmm. So I try to, you know, take what I learned and apply it to life and all that kind of stuff. And um, my favorite placement in my birth chart is my Venus in Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. So Venus rules, you know, love, beauty things that you find comfort in, things that you enjoy, luxury, stuff like that. And then Sagittarius are known for being adventurous, um, seeking higher education, being very very philosophical, um, things like that. So I think that says that I just, I want a partner that brings adventure. Mm. You know, I don't, I don't like boredom in a relationship. Um, and spontaneity. I want a partner that I could talk about deep things with, mm-hmm. like spirituality and just deep conversations, stuff that makes you think, stuff that makes you use your intelligence or develops new intelligence. And then I also think it says that I don't really have a type mm-hmm. when it comes to a partner because, I don't know, I really don't, I think that's very limiting to have a type, in my opinion. I think you should let people show you who they are, and then that's that. (laughs) See if you like it. See if this is for you. (laughs) Yeah, there's no... Okay, so I see this person. It looked like this. This, I'm going to go with this. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, what if that doesn't work? Yeah. What if you like how they look, but then, you know, you're not even compatible. Mm -hmm. So I try to just... Allow people who come into my life to come into my life, show me who they are, and then if we're compatible, we're compatible. And if not, you know, do what needs to be done. So do you feel like your placement in your birth chart when it comes to your love life and what you're attracted to, like, did you, finding that out in your birth chart, did that tell you what you what you are attracted to or did it confirm it within you? Did it give it language? Like, how did how did that benefit you? By knowing like that part of your birth chart how did how did that benefit you hmm. it was it served as a confirmation for me just because I remember being in middle school and even in high school and I just remember having like a such a diverse friend group mm-hmm. and I never judged somebody based on their appearance you know I always was just like you know if they if they seek community and we have a connection, then that's what I value. Mm-hmm. And so I think it served as confirmation for me. And I try not to be one of those people who use 
astrology and birth charts to run my life for me, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I try not to be the person that says, oh, they have this placement, so I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't mess with them. Or they have this placement, so we can't be compatible, mm-hmm. you know. I think astrology should be used as a guide, not as a do-all, say-all, if that makes sense. I love that. I love how you put expectations and limitations on it. It can be a tool, but it doesn't have to be the only tool. Right, exactly. exactly. I love that. So can you tell us about just your spiritual wellness, like what that looks like for you? Um, yes, yeah, so my spiritual wellness includes having a spiritual advisor. I think it's very easy to feel like you're just living life aimlessly without any sort of guidance outside of yourself or your immediate circle. And especially in un- having an unbiased source of guidance. And I think that having a spiritual advisor can also create a better relationship with yourself. I think that people put pressure on themselves to know everything all the time and, um, have a certain level of wisdom and sometimes you can't you can't be everything you mm-hmm. can't be everything for yourself so it's good to seek help outside of people you already know I love that so how would you describe a spiritual advisor so a spiritual advisor is someone when you come someone you come to when you're just lost I think or when you need some kind of help outside of yourself um I have a spiritual advisor and I've known him for about a year now. Mm-hmm. I think my first tarot reading with him was sometime back in the spring of 2021. Mm-hmm. And I got my first reading with him. And it was just mind-blowing. I couldn't believe all the things that he said. It was so helpful. Mm-hmm. And it made me feel like I wasn't alone. It made me feel like I wasn't delusional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and his name is Troy. And I'll never forget that first experience. It was everything I needed. It was well worth the the money. And Troy, um, y'all don't live in the same state, right? Right. So Troy does this uh, virtually. Yes. yes. So is there a way where the audience could uh, find their own spiritual advisor? Or is Troy taking other clients? I think he <laughs> is taking other clients, but... I'm not sure if it's still true, but I believe the last session we had, he told me that he doesn't aim to do tarot long term. He wants to spread his um, work out into other avenues. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I'm not sure if he's still offering tarot readings currently or if he's revamped his business yet. Mm. And is there a way uh, where if we wanted to find out about our own birth charts, is there any resources or websites we can go on? Yeah, so my favorite website is Cafe Astrology. And you can go in there. It's free. You put your birth chart information there. I think it asks for your birth um, place, like the city and the state, birth time, um, month, day, year. And then it asks for your first name, of course. Plug all that in. It generates a birth chart for you. And I think it even provides like a brief synopsis of each placement, like a simple little explanation so that you'll be able to somewhat understand it. It's, mm-hmm. it's very obscure 
and vague. You know, every description is going to fit you, of course, because, you know, it's only a tool. It's not saying that you're guaranteed to be a part of that explanation. Mm-hmm. And so that's my favorite website. I think it's the easiest for beginners and a lot of people use it. So I think it's reliable. Okay. And I will put that in the show notes so that we can all use that tool. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would like to ask you, how do you self-care? My favorite way to self-care right now is sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like in today's world where everybody is always on the move and with hustle culture and grind culture, people don't give themselves enough time to truly rest. Um, and sometimes I think people even shame getting rest or like there's a such thing as too much rest. And I don't believe in that. <laughs> You know, I think, especially being a Capricorn stellium, mm-hmm. Capricorns are known to be really hard workers and overwork themselves a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And so I think rest is really important mm-hmm. for us to recharge. And we have to embrace that the same we embrace having a strong work ethic. Work ethic. So I see no shame in rest. <laughs> I love that. I love how you normalize that for us because... We often beat ourselves up for even just wanting to take time to rest. It's like, that's a bad thing. Like, yeah. you're automatically associated as, like, lazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm really happy that you mentioned that. Um, so how can the audience connect with you? I know that you are a creative. You create yeah. things. So um, where can we connect with you or find any of your creations? So I just started an Etsy shop. Um, I uploaded some Halloween digital prints and I'm excited because I want to expand my collection and create other designs. So on Etsy, YouTube, and Instagram, all at AJ's Compilation. Okay. And I will have that in the show notes as well. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for joining us on Poetry for Black Girls. Um, I really appreciated the way that you were able to share your poetry, the wisdom that was inside of the poem, the way you normalize spiritual wellness, um, having a spiritual advisor, and you gave us so many good resources and tools to use. So thank you so much for being our first guest. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> And we will talk to y'all on another episode of Poetry for Black Girls. Bye.